Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, episode five, I think, is what he was trying to say. <laughs> Let me just sum yeah. that up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't understand what he was saying myself. <laughs> I'm still uh, uh, hyped up on, uh, well, uh, coffee and uh, wrestling. Oh, you've only had like a tenth of that entire container, so no, uh, I've been drinking it all day, man. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, this is after just a few sips. I don't know what it, we're. It in actually for looks like a Coca-Cola. Is that coffee? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, it was going down down my throat, into my belly. Yum, 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 <laughs> when you asked me. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I've even done research on it. Uh, give me the highest octane caffeine possible. And for the longest time, I thought it was an Americano. Not so. It's actually their cold brew from a nameless uh, company or that we will not name. Bush. <laughs> cold brew. <laughs> cold brew. <laughs> not that kind. Okay. It's... Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it actually, it does, it is a lot stronger than the, the average Americano. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, and I think as we kind of get started, one thing is, um, e- even though this is our fifth episode, we've, you know, just recently really gone live with some of, you know, as we're getting going. So I guess I want to say thank you to all the people out there that have listened so far. Um, you know, I hope all of those plays weren't all you, Zach. Um, <laughs> just, you I'm know. 50% sure that 80% of those listens might have been from me. <laughs> I am a narcissist yeah. on, a, on an extreme level. I, I have to admit that, and I, I'm, I'm getting better, though, slowly but surely. <laughs> yes, we do. We do appreciate all the listeners, and we, uh, we hope and pray that uh, we're maybe shedding some light, you know? And that light is Jesus Christ. Just giving you something to think about, and you know, the the more that you can talk about Him and have Him in your just your your daily walk, uh, yep. it's it can only be a good thing. Yep, I agree. Yep, yep. So that's me. <laughs> this is going to even though we're live. Well, not live to y'all, but live to us. Yeah. <laughs> this is poor, the comedy podcast poor, today. Right. Poor Ben's going to be... Uh, uh, I'll be in the editing room for days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 5, due out Christmas six, 2016. So. so, episode 5. it's We're not quite there yet, but it's, it's probably my desire for football season to hurry and get here, uh, American football season to hurry and get here, is that... That also means that, uh, that a more spooky time of the year is coming about, uh, Halloween. Uh, and don't freak out. Don't turn off the podcast yet. I promise it's okay to talk about Halloween or talk about spooky stuff and just hear me out. I mean, there may be some of you out there who are conditioned like me growing up to where don't call it Halloween, call it harvest time or, or something like that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know what? I'll be completely honest with you. You are free to call this time of year whatever you want. You're free to call it fall, 
You're free to call it Fall Festival. You're free to call it Reformation Day because on October 31st is when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door of the Wittenberg, the church in Wittenberg. So a lot of people, and I do too, I like to uh, observe it as Reformation Day. But all that being said, I'm just may, I'm just confessing right here. I like spooky stuff. I, I like to be. I like to have that feeling of, <laughs> you know, I I don't really get scared where I run and hide. I might put my fingers through my eyes and hmm. I might giggle nervously. It's just Casper, man. I mean, he's not that scary. <laughs> you, know, you know, he's a friendly ghost. It says so right on the cover of the comic book. You don't need to hide your face. <laughs> Sorry, I don't care how I don't care how much of a bubbly, uh, a chubby cherub face you have. If you're coming through a wall. <laughs> I need I need to see some identification. <laughs> you need to calm down yeah. and slow slow your roll. So snap out of walls like that. Which ooh brings another point. What were the disciples thinking when Jesus just appears in the room post resurrection? It's like peace peace be with you. He's going to, have to say peace be with you because yeah. if Jesus just walks into the room, even if me and him were close like Peter James and and, and John, I'm gonna be like. Ah. But hadn't they maybe seen him do enough? miraculous stuff like crazy unbelievable i can't believe we just saw that walk on water calm the storm type stuff where maybe they were just like that's kind of par for the course for jesus okay here he is you know you know like you know okay what's the gag all right uh, you know but yeah but then yeah. you know that then they were you know once they realized it was him but yeah that's a good point i mean it must have been just like they were all struck with all the other things that he did i'm sure it was just one more for the books where they're just like you know you truly are unbelievable and yeah, yeah, I agree. Just supernatural stuff he was doing, right? I think it never gets old. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is, like, for the disciples so many times, like you were saying, Ben, when Jesus was walking on water, they were like, ah, a ghost. And, you know, it's almost every time something miraculous happened, they were all... Yeah, in fright and yeah. didn't know what was going on. I mean, it's just imagine being in that day, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's not like how you can be fooled with things today. You know, right. with different things and being spooked and whatnot. And back then, they wouldn't have, you know, had the technology or for somebody to play a prank on people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I have a fantastical imagination. So a lot of the times, it's just my imagination getting the best of me. Like when, I, when I'm in a room by myself and there's no, uh, nothing on or nothing going on, I hear like a, you know, ring around the rosy. No, I've not heard anything like that. <laughs> it's just like, you know, little noise and stuff. And you're like, what's that? <laughs> you know, if this is well, like you were saying, this is legit. Well, the Bible does say we are more blessed because we have faith in Christ. I mean, just think of the disciples. We're more blessed than the disciples because they actually walked and talked with them. But they say because we have faith, right? Right. That that we're, we're more blessed we're to blessed have the well. faith. That's right. You know what I mean? Right. Remember that in the Bible? I can't remember where it is right now, but I'm, I'm sure... I mean, yeah. you got to think about it. It takes a lot. I mean, you can't, there's no way, and this is for, you know, for everyone's joy and benefit out there. There's no way you can pick up the Bible and read what's in it. And just on your own knowledge and your own understanding of this, even if you believe that, that you know, that this, these are events that actually happen, there, there's nothing for you to, to that can compel you to place your faith in the man Jesus, who this book talks about, it's going to have to take some sort of supernatural event, which is the Holy Spirit testifying and being the inner witness to, to, to yeah, the right. soul. Basically, like yeah. when Jesus told Lazarus to get up out of his tomb. 
You know, Lazarus didn't yeah. sit there and go, well, you know, I might think about it. You know, no, it was Lazarus come forth and Lazarus was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, in, in the same way, the Holy Spirit tells, you know, dead, spiritually dead me, mm-hmm. spiritually yeah. dead John, spiritually dead Ben, Ben, John, get up. And, and, and when we come to saving faith in Christ, that's what's happening. So, um, we answer the call. Yeah, right, that's you know? right. Well, he right. reveals things to us if we right. read his word. That's right. You know? Right. I mean, you ever go into the Bible and you read one scripture, and yeah. then you go back to it like ages later, and it means something completely different to you because right. the Lord quickens it to you. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Differently. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Right. And, and, and the Bible is never going to say something that it never said. Right. Does that make sense? And it's, not, it's not that you can read yourself into the scripture. It's... It's, it's pulling from Scripture what God is saying. But like you were saying, there's so many different, not different interpretations. That's not what I'm meaning. But, for example, when, when I just need that comfort or I need, I need assurance every day that Jesus died for me. And that's, sure. that's an act of grace because that means I'm always having to go back to the, to the fount. Uh, and, yeah, right. and so when I run across passages like uh, Abraham, and Isaac, Abraham and Isaac on the mountain, and I see, uh, before I may have just read that as a historical account of, you know, there's the father with the son offering the sacrifice, da-da-da-da-da, and I could have just taken that as like a historical uh, uh, story. Excuse me. But if I am now reading it in light of Christ, it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's, that's Jesus. That's a story of the gospel all right there. Stuff like that. Well, and, and all that kind of sums up to say it truly is a living book. I mean, that's why you get different things out of it as you read it, because right. it's it's God speaking to you through it, and it's ever evolving. Even though it's the same verses as far as the you know the the language and the print and that sort of thing, but it's it's ever changing, and it's that's why it speaks to you in different ways. I think, uh, yeah, just because it, it truly is a living work. That's what separates well, it from you know other other works of literature, even other religious works of literature that are good to read and a great source of knowledge and great, but it's not. The living word of God, right? So long you as know. we're, so long as, and this is a, uh, you know, a kind of a warning or kind of a, you know, beware kind of thing. So long as we're not taking the Bible and and forcing it to say something that it's not saying, right? Like, um, uh, like, like, Lord, have a word for me today, and flipping the pages and then quickly putting my finger down and looking to see, you know, I've done that in the past, right? You know, and, and looking to see, and you know, and here's the thing, God is sovereign enough to where if He wanted to reveal you something that way. He would do it. Sure. But but I'm going to warn you and kind of put this claim out there, that's not the way to read and interpret scripture <laughs> right. is to use it like a magic eight ball. Right. You know, you know, you know, am I gonna be whatever today? You know, flip, 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 flip. Right. You know, <laughs> all signs point to yes. What verse is that? <laughs> Je- Jesus wept. But um but uh, uh, I I I like uh yeah, I like spooky stuff. I like scary stories. So, so you like this time of year then when we're coming into the autumn, as well, we call it? And, and I think, you know, as, as Halloween was kind of getting getting started in the, you know, Middle Ages or when it kind of started, people started dressing up. They they wanted to make the things that were they were afraid of something that they could laugh at. I mean, how often do we do that? I mean, we, we take things that, we're, that we fear and make it something that, you know, now we can, now it, it's humorous so that it, it's no longer scary. Right. So the idea of dressing up in a costume like a, you know, a witch or a devil or any of these other things that, you know, I guess, you know, at the time they've been, you know, told were really frightening things. Well, look, that's just, you know, 
Jimbo dressed up like, you know, like a scary witch. You know, he's not scary anymore. He's goofy, you know, right. and it's not so bad after all. And it's, it's actually, I think, probably started out as a way to sort of be comforting. And then you throw in the, 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 the treats, you know, yeah. and, and, and then you've got something that was scary and now it's not so scary. And as long as I think it's done in that spirit of, look, isn't this fun and not something that you start taking seriously or start, you know, replacing into your life you know, where there should be other more important things than, right. you know, yeah, yeah. fun it, is had by all. You know, you know, it's not meant to worship the things that go bump in the night. And I think that's, right. and there's a very, and let's face it, there's a very strong attraction uh, when it comes to that part of reality, when it comes to supernatural things. There, it, There's a very attractive tug for many of, of, the, of the demonic, of the you know, the evil forces and stuff. Why? I don't know. Because, I mean, if they're seeking for power, that's a very lackluster and limited and created power. Kind of hollow. Yeah. I mean, you're, mm. you're, you're putting your... Or hello. Hello. <laughs> like, oh, hello, Eve. Wait, I saw what you did there. <laughs> but yep. um, uh, it's so you be careful. So, yeah, I'm going to put that as a disclaimer. You know, even though I like spooky stuff, I like to be scared. You know, if, you're, if, if your conscience is binding you from that... Don't don't dive back into it just because I like it because my consciousness may be different than yours. If your consciousness is susceptible to spooky stuff, by all means, stay away from it. Abstain from it. Not that that's a law given by by the Bible or anything. It's just you know it's not it's not a good thing for you if that if you're sensitive to that. Don't you think like like people can get so sucked up into it and it could be a could be a tactic of the devil himself? Oh yeah, absolutely. Deceive people and yeah. say, "Hey, it's no big deal." No big deal, but then they get too deep into it. Absolutely, yep. And then that's when they, when they, when they get in trouble. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a uh, yeah. Uh, you know, be very. You know, first of all, in Christ, nothing can take you out of His hand. That's that's a given. That's in the Bible. But it is not if for someone who is in Christ, it's not beneficial if you find yourself being obsessed with with all you want to talk about and all you want to do and all you want to is the 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 supernatural spooky stuff yeah that's a problem it'll definitely take you down that road just like there's this attraction to the end times stuff you know eschatology i mean i think it's interesting i think it's neat but it can it can easily there's this pull there's this attraction to suck you into where that's now all you want to talk about. Right. You, yeah. become, you yeah. become obsessed because it's the unknown. We don't know right. what's really going to happen. We, everyone has a theory. Everyone, you know, you try to interpret what you read. And so it becomes some people, I think, can't quite draw the line and they become, you know, consumed with it. Right. You know. Yeah. And it becomes like a, like their main focus and it gets them off of Christ, right. you know, and then being in Christ, you know what I mean? Because, you know, in the end, Christ wins. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they get their focus off that. You know, and then they keep, oh, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? What, hey, if we're in Christ and he's our Savior, we have nothing to worry about. I'm okay. and, there, right. and worries come, you know, in life. Right. That's life, you know. But, I, you know, just keep your faith in him. You're all right. That's right. I'm a pan-millennialist. So tell me, Zach, since you like spooky stories, um, is there any local uh, stories that you know of, like us being here in, in the southeast? <laughs> on a dark and scary night a long time ago. No, actually, there's a... Growing up, there was a place in Cobb County growing up uh, 
the road that I lived on was actually a road that the Confederate Army marched on to uh, try to halt Sherman's advance to Atlanta. Well, obviously, you know, they failed. Um, but then <laughs> uh, also on that road, there's also, uh, it leads to the Concord uh, Road, uh, the Concord Road Covered Bridge. And it's a really cool old bridge. The one-lane bridge? Well, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I it, spent many night out there in high school. Yeah, and so right <laughs> close to the area, I've never been, but maybe Ben has. I can tell you all about it. There's, a, there's an area close by to it called the Witch's Graveyard. Been there, too. And I have not, because I was too afraid. <laughs> I, was, I was chicken. But I'll, tell you, I'll tell you all about it. Tell, tell it, Ben. Tell all it. Right. Well, you tell, you tell us the lore first, and I'll tell you the reality. So... Uh, one, there's the cover, there's the covered bridge, and then there's the uh, witch's graveyard. I was told that there's this graveyard over by the covered bridge that if you go there at night, there's like all these scattered tombs and tombstones and stuff like that. But there's this in the middle. There's a grave that says, now now you could probably correct me on this. I was told it says, "Here lies the witch of Smyrna, Georgia," um, and uh, and then but people have used it for all kinds of nefarious gatherings over through the years. And apparently, if I don't know any specific, you know, if you put a stake in the ground and say this three times, or something, I don't know anything like that. I just knew that that uh, it was, if you went there at night, no, that was bad news. Over by the Concord Covered Bridge, there was a house that was right next to this, and this is true. Um, that when it was first built, I was told. Well, this part I don't know if it's true, but I, this is the legend I was told. When the house was being built, like so many people died when trying to build this house, and finally. People bought it, and the owner of the house died within, like, the first few months of it. And then the next person bought it, and, like, literally the guy stepped through the threshold of the door, and he dropped dead. So after that, this house stayed for sale. I mean, I remember seeing the for sale signs on this house for, like, years. And then finally, when I was in high school, it got bought. But it had been a good five, six-something years of being on the market, as far as I know. And so that house was right next to one side of the, of the Concord Covered Bridge. On the other side of the Concord Cover Bridge is the Battle of Ruff's Mill. It's this old Civil War skirmish where you still see the building there. You can still see, you know, bullet holes and stuff and the damage of the building next to it. Out of the details of what happened as far as the battle there, and I, now, now I want to go look it up to refresh myself. Long story short, I, the only one time I went there to, like, get down in the water there was I had a science project for a school that I had to collect a water sample. I was going to Kennesaw State University. Go Owls! We are the owls and we yeah. bring the fight all to the Southland. I'll know our might. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so uh, Go so, Owls! Go Owls! 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 KSU! KSU! Sorry, uh, first first football season was last year ever and uh, I was a homer from day one. But uh, anyways. Who? <laughs> Hoody hoo! The owls. Kiss all state owls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might beat us black and blue, but we're still smarter than you. Hoo hoo. Who? <laughs> uh, hoo 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 hoo. That's another homage to wrestling. Uh, for those of you who are currently up on it, anyways. So I went down the river and I get this water sample, and I'm just I'm just tell you what happened. I'm down there. And I'm getting this water sample, and I hear on the other side of the bridge, there's like a bend in the river or the creek or whatever you want to call it. I hear something. We'll go with creek. Creek, yeah. It, it's something splashed into the creek. So I'm thinking, okay, deer, whatever. Bird. Somebody threw a rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but then all of a sudden I hear splish, splash, splash. 
And then so the thing is like running and I turn and I look and water kicked up on the other side of the bridge and I lost it. I'm like screaming like <laughs> I, I'm like I, I don't know, I'm trying to think right now. Who am I screaming like? Some, a little girl. A little, a li- <laughs> little girl. I mean, it, I'm like, you know, Lloyd Christmas or somebody yeah. like ah! oh, Mark from Home Alone where he's like the skeleton on the on the battery. And he's like, oh, yeah. ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm losing it, kind of. And I'm climbing. And probably people driving over the bridge. They heard you and thought that they, they thought the ghosts were coming. <laughs> yeah, in. I'm covered. <laughs> you know? I'm covered in mud, yeah. like a banshee at cars. Right. And everybody right. like, oh, it's a ghost. You right. know, I'm probably, we're probably freaking everybody yeah. out. So I'm climbing up this bank. Who knows how many <laughs> urban legends you started just by being down in there taking water samples? Oh, it's probably so true. <laughs> the, the, the the mud man yeah. of Concord Covered yeah. Bridge. So I, I run up. I have my water samples still. Jump into my Mazda Protégé, my, well, my mom and dad's Mazda Protégé. And that car saw so much air time on the way home because I was flooring it over, <laughs> over, <laughs> over uh, 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 Concord Road. So, yeah, that happened. And, and it spooked me out. And then I have another story about that in a minute. But so you go did, ahead, you, did, you, did you see anything or did you just hear, see water flying? I just saw water flying and I heard stuff. So, again, my fantastical imagination. I know I saw the water, but I, I could have possibly been imagining stuff. I did not see anything. The only other thing that remotely was possibly scary was, you know, the whole if you park your yeah, vehicle. So, so gather around boys and girls and i'll tell you a scary story with no payoff <laughs> uh, okay so <clears throat> what what you would do is you you drive your car at midnight of course you know out into the you know the middle of the one lane bridge and you turn off your engine you turn off your headlights and you're supposed to put a candy bar i think i think specifically a baby ruth on the hood of the car and then the water babies would come and i was told snickers yeah See, that just shows you how these things get started, and you know they, nobody can keep the story straight. But anyway, the water babies would come and get you. I don't know what the definition of get you was. I think it was just a way to get dumb kids to turn off their car in the middle of the night on a one-lane bridge and get creamed by oncoming traffic, <laughs> which is pretty much nearly what happened to a car full of 16- and 17-year-olds. <laughs> that you were <laughs> that, that I was in the That you were piloting? Right. Nobody, no, did, nobody, did nobody sit there and be like, wait a minute, we're in the yeah. middle of nowhere, and you know, this is a one-lane uh, bridge. Yeah. You know I'm being completely honest with you. Yeah, my this is the first time that that is coming to my realization right, right now. <laughs> that, that, holy crap, uh, no, no one's going to see me in this bridge. Right. Yeah, my friend had a, had a Buick Grand National, like an 86 Buick Grand National. It was black. Oh, man. You know, with T-tops, and you know, <laughs> we were, I was sitting in the back like seat. Butter. We had a you know car full of you know dumb kids, and you know we did that. And again, you know, all I remember seeing was the headlights of the oncoming car. It's like, <laughs> you got to do this. You know, no, we're so, here, we're here. You know, but um, anyway, so there was that, and then nearby were the train trestles, and there was the witch's graveyard. And there were two ways to get there. Ooh. There was the old dirt road because all these places have a dirt road, and then there was you could actually park down at the train trestles and walk up the hill. So. I've done, I'm so scared right I know. Now. I've done both. So, <laughs> because I, I probably went there, I don't know, three or four times to check it out. And here's the thing. At night, it is pretty darn spooky. And it's, but what it is, is an old graveyard. I would say most of the graves that you can still read the headstones are probably, you know, early 20th century, you know, 1908, 1915, a few, there's some 1800s that you can still read, but there's one grave uh, near sort of what I would call the entrance and it has a wrought iron fence around it. And, of course, the legend is that the, the wrought iron is needed to keep in the, you know, witch's spirit. Otherwise, she'll, you know, come out, come out and terrorize the, you know, the neighborhood. 
So of course the grave is so old and the graveyard is so old, there's like one and a half sides left to the four sides that make up the square wrought iron around. So of course she's gotten out, you know. But what's really scary about that place is there are two houses that are at the end of that dirt road right before you get to the uh, the graveyard. And one of them looks like it was built maybe in the maybe the 60s. And then the other one looks like it was maybe built in the late 70s or early 80s. And I've only I went in I went into one of them one time during the day and it was it was super duper scary in there. It's just something about being in an abandoned house, knowing like, why is this house abandoned? Why don't people live here? And you, you know, hear, and you hear, get out. Right. You know, <laughs> so but uh, but like I said, that that's that's a scary story with no payoff, because like I said, I've been, I've been there, been there at night. But um, and I always heard that people would go out there, you know, like, you know, what, and I, I can't remember whether it was like adults saying it, like people's parents or, 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 or other kids or whatever. But they always say like, well, the, the devil worshippers will go out there and, and do stuff. But, you know, I don't know that Cobb or Douglas County had a lot of devil worshippers. Uh, you, know, you know, so. We did in high school. Yeah. But, I well, mean, or they or they act. They could have been posers. That's it. See, I'm that's all cool because I'm right. like Marilyn Manson that's and I got I'm thinking. my I, devil I, stuff on. I mean, the people that I knew that looked and acted like that i thought they were way too lazy to go out and dig up stuff <laughs> yeah. you know in the middle of the night oh i'm not going out there <laughs> yeah right so anyway but but I, but 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 like i said i i mean i always i mean i'll admit i went out there at night but i still try to be respectful of it to the fact that it was people were buried out there i mean you know i try not to you know step on any graves or all the things all the respectful things you try to do when you're at a graveyard I mean, right yeah but but i just want to see what it looked like. I wasn't really out there to try to get in any mischief or do anything. I just want to see like, does this place exist? Well, when you start seeing tombstones, yeah, it does exist. It is a real place. And you know, but again, I never saw anything crazy happen. And I think there's a good reason for that. And just, just imagine that place when the dead in Christ shall rise. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) whoever's burying that grave, I am not a witch. Right. <laughs> yeah, My name is John Smith. You know, I was a preacher. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, I led know, the he, choir. Yeah. Or is it some, the the guy, the only guy, like the guy in town that owned like the shoe factory, and he was the only one that could afford to have a wrought iron gate put up around? It was like it was like man. I know. was a man. Right. I was a good man. Right. I wasn't a witch. Right. <laughs> but um, that road. Pet Cemetery yep. too is filmed on. That's mm. right. Interesting. And the whole covered bridge ghost thing. There was also something where if you sat there, the water baby handprints would be all over right, your car, right. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, this was when I was in the Marine Corps, and I had never done it. I had got I was home on leave, now, and I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm a big bad Marine now, right? That's right. I ain't scared of no Super ghost. That's, <laughs> that's right. You know. You know, and so yeah, it makes Jr. me feel good, yeah. you know. And so I'm going, I go to the bridge. This is like two o'clock at night. And so I. Oh, you missed it, man. You were too late <laughs> or, or 22 hours too early. And so. <laughs> However you want to look at it. And so I'm sitting there and I turn the lights off. I'm like five seconds and I'm thinking, man, hey, this ain't nothing. And so I, I, I crank the car back up, the tr- my truck. <laughs> my truck, big red. <laughs> <laughs> that was big red, was it? <laughs> I missed my truck. Yeah. But uh, so I. Uh, so I drive through, and I look back at my back glass, and there's handprints all over my back glass. Yeah. And I'm is like, this, is this because you didn't wash your windows? Yeah, I you, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there, but but I in that in that brief moment, I was like, my heart was like, 
you were back Loved down up. in the creek collecting Loved water up. samples all Loved over up. again. And, and, but, but I'm here to collect water samples. <laughs> <laughs> what was you? Didi, get out of my laboratory. I have, a, I have a question. Why? Was this a school project you were doing or something that you were collecting water samples? He wanted to yeah. scientifically prove was, whether they were. Biology class, we had to oh, get okay. it. Okay, I was just to, wondering. It was just a random thing. I'm yeah. going to take so, some water this was samples. ghost hunters like a decade before okay, ghost okay, hunters. Okay, I was yeah. in a biology class where we had to take it, and then we had to look at the microscope. You went to the spookiest creek you could find. <laughs> it was the closest <laughs> body of water to my house. that I, that I was like, oh, I know. I'll go to the haunted <laughs> covered bridge <laughs> and get water from there. The place that spooked me uh, out my whole life. That was right. a very wise choice, Zach. But uh, but yeah, the handprints. In that moment, I freaked, and I quickly. I remember I saw the picture somewhere. I took a picture of my face so I could remember what I looked like, because <laughs> I had a disposable camera yeah. in the car, and so I was like, click, and uh, and so I get home, and I was, and then I remembered when I got home that that day they were trying to. Disposable my, camera. They, they were, they were, they were. That was the first selfie ever took. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, it, but the difference is he had to wait like a week before he could see the results. Yeah, of it exactly. You know, go get it, drop it off at, at the yeah. drugstore to get How it developed. How awful to be is when they develop it. <laughs> or it's a face like. <laughs> well, you, like, like, well, I had to wait till I used up the rest of the exposures on it before I could go and get it, you know, developed. Click the first selfie, click. man. Yeah. And so, uh, but I remember that day that my my sister and my dad were helping me unload some stuff from the back of the truck and i remembered zoe standing on top of the truck and her i remember her hands are up there so zoe is a water baby <laughs> my sister <laughs> is a certified <laughs> water baby <laughs> no it was but i remember that's where the hands were from but in that moment i did not remember that and i just remembered it's true <laughs> so that's really actually pretty great so john yeah i was going to say so john what what are what what's the what's the lore of you know scotland has got have it. There's lots or, of or, stories. Or everyone got way too much sense to buy into buying stuff. No, like that, there's right? lots of stories. There's, I mean, if you go into St. Andrews, that's where I was born, um, they still have the cobbled streets and cobbled roads, you know, from way back when. And I think it was, was it George Wishart that was burnt at the stake? Yep. Right on the street, and the X still marks the spot. Nice. And if there's a certain, there's a church building there, and it's all built out of stone, you know. And I don't know if it's his face that's engraved in one of the stones when you look up, like it was burnt into the stone, and you right. can see a man's. You can still you can see it. You just go there and you can see it. It's right. like nobody carved it out or nothing. Supposedly when he was burnt at the stake, I don't know if it was George Wishart or if it was somebody else. There was many people burnt at the stake. If you look up, there's a one stone kind of like in the middle, and it looks like a burnt in, indention of a man's features. Pretty freaky. That is freaky. But, you know, I don't know if that is George Wishart who was burnt there, but there's a lot of different things. There's, um, trying to think. It's been so long since I've been there. Wasn't that who John Knox was supposedly the bodyguard of? Possibly, yes. That, because that name sounded very familiar. Well, if he was the bodyguard of it, apparently he failed <laughs> if he's burnt at the stake. Yeah, well, I mean, many, many people were because, right, yeah. you know, because of because of their beliefs and their faith in Christ, they were just burning them right there alive. And there's the marks on the on the road, still to this day. Yeah, they can see on the road where they were all burnt. Right. And our our research assistant just brought me this bulletin about George Wishart. Uh, beep, 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 beep. So <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of actually the X marking the spot, it's actually his initials mark the spot on the road. The, the WC. It's done in, the, but it's in the cobblestones. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was indeed. Uh, 
burned at the stake. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's it's like, it's like right next to the castle, not far from the castle. You know, there's a castle there right on the water. And then there was at one point where they, the... the uh, Elfenstone Castle, they call that. Oh, I don't... Yeah. yeah, we just call it St. Andrew's Castle. Yeah. You know? I mean, when you live there, you take things for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when, when you go back and you go and visit, there's so much more things that you see that you never seen when you were a kid. You just take it for granted. You know? Yep. So there's a castle there. There's, um, there's, there's tunnels that they, they tried to dig from the street to the castle. And, f- I mean, from the castle to come into the street. And you can go in them tunnels. And they're only, like... Some of them get to about three feet high and uh, just very interesting. As far as ghost stuff, there's many, many little stories, but I just can't seem to recall any off the top of my head. Stonehenge? Well, that's English. Oh, yeah. Uh, my bad. Yeah, Way off. Loch, yeah. Loch Ness? Loch Ness. Well, well, let's just, well here, the, here, the we call, here we call that Lake Ness, but, you know. <laughs> Loch, I mean, Loch Ness is just like a, you know, somebody's seen something in the water, I think, and... Yeah. Went with it. Somebody's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. We're doing. We're doing. We're doing Muppet. <laughs> Muppet <laughs> poses over here. Me 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> Beaker. So, I don't know. Apart from that, that's all I know. Lake Lanier is supposedly haunted too. And that's recent stuff. Where that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Especially if it's a man-made lake and it's not that old. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Uh, I mean, uh, I've got. I've La- got Lake Lanier haunted since 1979. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, so. I've got my notes here. And yeah, this was a man-made lake where they, they literally, it was like, you know, towns. There's a racetrack. Not racetrack, like the gas station, like a, like a vroom vroom, you know. Yes. Come around the corner, turn forward. Racetrack mm. that was there. Old ferries. Because, I mean, there was still the Chattahoochee was still coming through there, the Chattahoochee River. And there were still people who owned ferries and operated ferries to get people on the other side of the river. So, like, farms and stuff. I mean, that was the government that came in and, like, y'all got to get out of here because we're fixing to make this. Yeah. It's like hey. Obrero Arte. Well, you know, they really did stuff like that when they yeah. fill up a, you know, make a lake and all, all you people got to go. What Cemeteries was, were down there. Yeah. What was the purpose of building, building Lake Lanier? I mean, what was the purpose? I think a lot of it was. Water reservoir for see, just um, the city of Atlanta, I think. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. It's Lake Lanier. It's named after Lake Sidney Lanier, after the great Georgian uh, poet Sidney Lanier. Uh, Sid to his friends. <clears throat> Sid know. to his friends. Uh, lake Lanier is the largest lake in Georgia and even sports a chain of islands that were originally large hills before the lake was formed. The origins of Lake Lanier can be traced back to 1948 when the United States government purchased a 100-acre farm from a river ferry operator by the name of Henry Shadburn. <clears throat> in order to start a water project on the Chattahoochee River for the purpose of providing the city of Atlanta with hydroelectricity, flood control, and water supply. The 1950, in 1950, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers began breaking ground and constructing the Buford Dam on the Chattahoochee River, which would be completed in 1956 and begin the process of flooding the foothills to create the lake. Hmm. So that's why i have to call the uh the beaver dam to see when they're releasing the water when i can take Kate to go fishing because if you're below the dam and they're releasing the water well the river can rise pretty quickly up to eight feet and uh so yeah you don't want to be on the river you know just in case you know you got to get the heck out of dodge but uh but uh um but i grew up in cobb so now living over here in Gwinnett, close to Lake Lanier, like literally could be there in less than five minutes. It's really cool to to read and hear about all the different legends and stories. Like there was, there's been a lot of recent stuff of like bad accidents. And let's be honest, 
at first, if you get a bunch of rednecks on, on any kind of body of water and fill them up with alcohol, probably a lot of them are not coming home. All right, they're going to have a great time before they die. Right, right. So, I mean, <laughs> accidents are going to have, hey, y'all, watch this. I mean, you know, that, and that's no disrespect to those who have lost their lives on the lake. But there's been a lot of spooky stuff like, you know, people found dead, you know, in, in ankle-deep water just from the shore. You know, good swimmers, you know, dying there. Uh, reports of people being drug, you know, underwater. Um, there's stories of... There was, I've got this long story here, but I won't get into it, but I'll give like the basic gist of it. But apparently two ladies crashed in, off their car in the 50s or the 60s and went into the, went into the lake, and they were never found again. And it, they tried to find the car and bring them up, but they couldn't, couldn't for years. And apparently there was one body that was finally recovered, and like, like her fingers were missing or something like that. Or Anyways, long story short, apparently they call her the lady of the lake or one of them. And they say that, you know, at a certain time at night or when all of a sudden you, you know, mysteriously get pulled underwater, you know, it's the lady of the lake for whatever reason <laughs> she wants to. <laughs> no, come here. Um, what else? Uh, ooh, I think this was in the 80s, I want to say. Let me find this story real quick. This is kind of cool. Um, uh, yeah, Colossal Catfish. Lake, Lake Lanier, apparently, back, there was, I told John this story. This is pretty cool. Um, there was a, uh, uh, here we go. Uh, not that, not that, not that. Anyways, okay, I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Yeah, so that just, means just, just sum it up for us, man. That, that, means, that means it might be 50% accurate. Ch- chicken truck, full of live chickens, truck. capsizes and falls over into the lake, sinks to the bottom. That's that's reasonable. That right. could happen, right? Every good every good spooky story starts off with you know something that sounds like it. You know, <laughs> and they turn into this was in the realm. This of must be coming from Gainesville, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, 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 and they had a they had a bottle of ooze on them, and so they turned into teenage mutant ninja chickens. <laughs> no, but uh, so they go to the bottom. Divers went to go try to revive the truck back up. When they got down there, divers are claiming that these catfish, the size of like twelve year olds are swallowing these chickens whole. Like, home, wow. like, like, and it f- spooked them don't, out so bad. Don't want to go noodling for those cats. <laughs> right. So it spooked them out so bad that they went right back up to the surface. And, and you know, a lot of people think, you know, catfish, you know, especially the, the you know, uh, channel cats, you know, they're scavengers. They'll, uh, uh, you know, pretty much go for just about anything. Well, if you just flooded an entire region of all kinds of animals and whatnot and, you know, freshly dug cemeteries or whatever, however, however many things ended up in that lake, you have an ample supply of a food source in a lake for these channel catfish for some time. I mean, as far as I know, catfish, if they stay alive long enough and keep eating, they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So there's that story. And then one more story, we'll, and then we'll kind of move on from the Lake Lanier thing. This one kind of makes, this one kind of makes me, uh, uh, puts the hair on the back of my neck. Let's see, uh... This was about that ferry boat driver. The ferry boat driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go from memory again. Yeah, my, there you go. My, my notes are horrible. That's a lot more That's exciting. Good. Okay, so late at night, apparently these two guys were out on the lake. Oh, man, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and they're sitting there, and all of a sudden they look up, and they see this, this raft going by in a distance. Because you know, nighttime fishing, it can be pretty popular. You can catch a lot of good catfish at night. But... They were out there this one night, 
and they saw in the distance this raft floating by in some pretty decent deep water. I mean, there's parts of the lake that's actually deep enough to where two Statues of Liberties can be standing on top of each other and still be under the lake. So it could be a pretty deep lake. And they see this part of the lake that's very deep, and this raft is, this raft that's like fairy, old-timey fairy is coming by, and the guy that's on it is you know wearing all black with a black hood, and he's using a pole to row himself, you know, like where supposedly the pole is deep enough to get to the bottom to push the raft forward. And the guys are kind of spooked by it because like, there's no way this guy is, you know, using this pole to propel him on the bottom of the lake because it's so deep right here that's impossible. And there's like this little lantern that's on the raft. And so all of a sudden the guy on the, on the raft, this, this fairy guy, he turns and looks at them. And then he like stands there and just like, they can't see his face or nothing because he's wearing the hood, but he's just looking at these guys in a distance. And he's just standing there looking at them, and then all of a sudden he dives off into, into the water off the raft in their direction. And as soon as he hits water, the lantern, the light on the lantern of his uh, ferry raft goes out. Dun, and, dun, dun. <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so, of course, the guys are like, you know, like, you know, Mar from Home Alone too. Yeah. Ah, you know, and then they take off and get away. So, but yeah, that's who's Lake this, Lanier. Who's this guy supposed to be? I guess some kind of... You know, grim maybe a maybe a ferry operator who is mad that his ferry got flooded by the United States federal government back in the fifties and the sixties to make their dog burn lake. Maybe that's him. I don't know. I find it very interesting that people have so much interest in the supernatural. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do. You oh, think yeah. about it. I mean, you know, you see all the sci-fi stuff and all this stuff and all the ghost stories and things like that. Walking you Dead know, filmed well, right here in Georgia. Yeah. They yeah. just have such an obsession and, and interest, and including me too. I like them kind of, you know, some of the movies. You know what I mean? You just have a, an interest to it. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting. Well, it's you know because it's unknown and you can make it whatever you want. You know. Yeah. So. Even when it comes to Revelation, right? You can like think of all kinds of things. Sure. You know, like the big scorpion with a stinger. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. But Remember like, Left Behind the uh, Oh yeah. Them series we used to watch back in <laughs> yeah. back in uh, oh, I guess yeah. it was the nineties. You know, there was these real yeah. cheesy movies about the the last days. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 I you know. So you I remember the books and you know the movies and all that. So you better believe or you might be left behind. And it was like mm-hmm. used as kind of like a dun dun dun. And and that also brought a different debate over there's believe it or not, there's actually a lot of people out there that believe all different timelines of the end times. Some people believe that the rapture is over here and the rapture is over there, or the rapture yeah, at the same time, or that it's all over the place. That's why I said earlier that I'm a pan-millennialist. I'm a pan-millennialist as opposed to pre-tribulation or post-tribulation. I just believe it's all going to pan out like God intended. These <laughs> 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 the jokes, kids. Yes, he's I'll be, be here all week. That's right. <laughs> I'll show myself out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I guess that uh, I, I like it because I like to feel like I don't on know, edge. It's, it's a rush. It's like an adrenaline rush. Except for it, I won't watch the remake of it. No thanks. But like uh, you like to feel like on edge, like yeah, so, somebody's so behind so you. So for you, it's Tim like, Curry is Pennywise, and that's just where it ends right there. They all float. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, The Clowns. Period. I just can't get my 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 brain around. Why is a grown man going to paint his face dead white and look like he's dead, and and and, and but be happy about it? I just and, and and supposed to bring joy to children in circuses. 
I think it was all about this book I had when I was a kid that was like addressed to me and it was a clown writing to me. Was it a Stephen King book? Because no. you probably should, I it mean, was, if it was. It was, it was a picture book. <laughs> okay. Hey, Zach, happy birthday. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how do you know my name, clown? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, who told you my name? <laughs> I never did see that movie, actually. It's, I didn't see it till late in life. It was a made-for-TV miniseries, you know. It's yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I remember, yeah. like, hearing about it, but I never, you know. It's, you know, it's pr- I mean, uh, you know, for a made-for-TV movie, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Tim Curry was scary in that movie. He was scary. So, Interesting. I haven't yeah. seen it since. I only watched it once when I was an adult. <laughs> was that last week? <laughs> five, five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but now they're remaking that, and... Uh, but yeah, you're right. There is there is a, a very strong tug. I mean, The Walking Dead is is still going strong. Uh, that's about zombies. It was actually filmed here in Georgia. I mean, that's a pretty that's a, a global thing, and people get excited when they find out you're from Georgia. Like, oh, The Walking Dead's filmed there. Like, yeah, we got we got, there. <laughs> we got other things going on besides The Walking Dead. Uh, Mockingbird was filmed here too. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's always been this fascination. Uh, I guess, you know, dating back to when, like, stories like Werewolf came about. I mean, that was, they've been telling stories about like that for, for thousands of years. And then pulling, you know, the whole vampire stuff, you know, when, you know, uh, Bram Stoker wrote uh, Dracula. That was pulling from old historical legend and stuff. I don't know what the... Like you well, talk about Bram Stoker. Actually, um, he wrote, there's a castle there where he wrote Dracula in Scotland. Ah, and you go. go to the ruins of it. Yeah. Ooh. And it's just outside my wife's hometown. Well, so as we read our Bibles, are there any places within the Bible where we see the supernatural more towards the spooky side come out? I think it was spooky when Saul actually thought it was a good idea to go to the Witch of Endor to bring up, uh, I think it was Elisha. No, no, uh, Samuel. Yes. And he was yeah. like, mm-hmm. now what, what, what possessed, <laughs> possessed, what possessed um, Saul to go, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. I'm gonna go see if this witch is, can, uh, you know, pull, bring up old Samuel and see what I should do here. And then Samuel shows up. Well, there's many things, and uh, uh, be careful of this. That be careful of what you you deal in with. With you know, you can with many spirits and things like that and witchcraft in the Bible. Oh yeah, there's a prohibition. You know, there's, ma- there's many yeah. many warnings. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus warned us, and and it warns us throughout the Bible about that kind of stuff. Well, and I think that's where the basis for people that are. Against the idea of Halloween, or right. they're like, well, look, you know, here, here's a verse that supports my position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, I believe, I but, believe, I believe myself. You have to be careful. Well, of course, oh, absolutely. Of course. You know what yeah. I mean? Because if you, if you, if you, you give the devil an inch, you can take a mile. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think you just, you just have to be very, um, have the discernment. Of, well, you know what I'm, I know. For me as a kid, it was either trick or treat. Or I would be forced to go steal candy from a, you know, from a store because it, I was getting candy one way or the other. And the trick-or-treat was, it kept me on the right side of the wall. So, you, know. <laughs> you, you, can, you can use trick-or-treating in yeah. the lessons on, how, on the horrors I mean, of socialism. I mean, when I look back on <laughs> my childhood, everything revolved around the acquisition of candy somehow. I mean, right. every, you know, it was like, well, if I get this much candy now, it'll last me till you know, I can, I can push Halloween. It should get me to Christmas and Christmas should get me to Easter and... Then there's that drought between Easter and Halloween. It's just brutal. But you know, you got summer break, so you know it's uh, yeah. But you know, back home, it's back home where I'm from, in Scotland, uh, we never we never did celebrate Halloween. We always had Guy Fawkes night. Oh yeah. yeah. You know Guy Fawkes yeah. who tried to burn down Parliament. Yep. 
Blow know, it up. Blow it up. Yeah, and he got caught just in time. And then, so what they did was, every year around, I think it's November seventh. Remember, uh, remember the fifth of November. Right? The fifth of November, I think it is fifth seventh. It's been so long. It's been so long. I remember being little, and uh, my family had a lot of land back then because uh, they dealt with horses. But they used to get like old furniture and old junk, and they had a scrap metal yard too. And we just get everything, put a huge, a huge bonfire. Like huge, it would be probably like thirty by thirty feet around at the bottom, and like as, as high, high as you can, can go. stack it, right? And then they'd have a dummy doll dressed up, and that would be Guy Fox because they burnt him. Yeah, they bur- burn him. yeah he yeah. Bur- got burned at the stake. He bur- burnt at the stake. So that was our kind of. But we never went like trick or treating or nothing. It was just like a big get together for the family. Did you get and candy? No. No oh. candy. You'd be, you maybe get a cup of tea. No candy. But but then you know you you just you just you know play around with the kids around it and so, I mean just imagine a bunch of little kids around a huge bonfire that's safe you know and it's just like <laughs> engulfed in flames and it was just a sign of that's how what he tried to do to the parliament and that's that was our celebration but that wasn't a Halloween now now just the last few years uh, I don't think it's that long ago that they've been starting to let the kids go trick or treating and all that stuff as far as I know. Because I never went trick-or-treating when I was young. The well, second largest marketing day or business day in America, right? Like second to, or has it surpassed um, Christmas time? Like businesses like, do really, did, really yeah. well yeah. for Halloween. That just shows you yeah. where the people's minds are. Well, right? I, think, <laughs> I think, you know. Uh, Could it be Satan? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and actually here in the United States, I went to a Guy Fawkes Day party every year for about 20 years. Really? Yeah, some Friends of my dad, they actually used to have a 4th of July party every year. And I think it got to be so popular that they wanted an excuse to do something in the fall. And they were like, well, what, what is there in the fall? And they ended up, you know, yeah, almost Fox. almost sort of like, you know, tongue-in-cheek. They said, well, let's do Guy Fawkes Day. It's an excuse to make a, have a bonfire, you know. So, But <laughs> anyway, so I don't know that we really celebrated it at these get-togethers in the spirit that you would have done. Right, you know, in Scotland, but at the same time, it was a lot of fun, and and I actually remember as a kid looking forward to that more than I did the Fourth of July because of the bonfire. I just, yeah, you know, as a kid, oh, I just, it was you know, there, it, for me there was candy, and then right below that there was fire. So yeah, you know, yeah. any no, chance hey, to be it around? Was, it was know. a great time. I mean, so. great memories with being with family and friends, yeah. and and just and even just putting the thing yeah. together. You know, everybody'd be like, "All right, we got any junk? You know, from weeks before. Right, Make let's sure. burn it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want it no more. Burn it." You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing strikes the primitive base, uh, uh, what you might call it, uh, uh, instinct of man like fire. I mean, since yeah. caveman days, I guess it's like, ooh, the fire, huh? But uh, uh, I was going to say, I was going somewhere with this. You were saying about uh, Saul going to the witch. Oh, okay, yeah. And so he, so Saul, you know, and there's been speculation whether or not that was really Samuel, because can you really do that? Was it, or was it a demon posing as Samuel? And I think it was really Samuel because he, you know, talked about God in a good way and kind of, you know, and rebuked Saul for doing it. I don't, I don't see a, a demon rebuking Saul for, for doing a sin. I think I would see him encouraging Saul to do it. But it was funny because the witch freaked out because it actually worked. <laughs> and they were both like, were panicked. Yeah, they were, they were each as surprised as the other. Right. right. And then there's also, I mean, you think about all those times where Jesus is, uh, he, uh, um, you know, healed, you know, demon-possessed people. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of spooky. 
and the it, to me it's spooky for the fact that it's confirmation that there is a such thing as demon possession. Well, of course. And uh, for a lot of people out there who may not, you know, you know, believe that there is, well, I mean, Jesus dealt with it. And I thought I think it's so cool how in all those moments, one of the first things that happened in Jesus' encounter with anyone who's demon possessed was that individual falling at the feet of Jesus. You know, before Jesus, you know, it's you know widely public knowledge that he's the Son of God. You know, you know, what are you to do with us? Uh, 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 son of the Most High God, you know, it, it was like they 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 recognized and, and 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 you know made it clear, hey, we know exactly who you are. What are you doing here? You're not you're not here to destroy us before the end before the time, are you? You know, like they would they would appeal to like God's plan, even mm-hmm. you know, for their own uh, 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 survival, and and Jesus would like had that authority and would be able to tell them to get out and to go away and stuff like that. Or about demon possession, you fast forward a little bit. Remember when there was uh, teachers, I think it was Jewish teachers, who were trying to use the same tactics of, of uh, uh, Peter, and, uh, or, or Peter and Paul. That wasn't the seven sons of Sceva, was it? It's possible. And is that when they, he, uh, he uh, told the demons to go into the herd of pigs? Yeah, uh, yeah, he said no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm you think I'm of not Jesus? Just, yeah, I'm not too Jesus sure. where he yeah he told the demons to go in the pigs. You know, I am legion for we are many. Right, right, right. And then they they, they went off the cliff. They asked him. Yeah, they asked him mm-hmm. if they could go into the pigs, and he said, you know, uh, get out of him. But I'm not sure if that was the story of the seven sons of Sceva. I'm not too sure off the I'm top of my sure. head right now. Uh, we'll have to get our intern to look that up. Yeah. Uh, I, what was cool though about the part where they were using, they were trying to uh, bring a demon out of someone. This is post. Uh, ascension, Jesus. This is afterwards. And they said, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, of whom Paul preaches, um, uh, uh, get out of him or whatever. And the demon turned at them, or the demon inside the person turned at them and said, I know who Jesus is, and I've heard of Paul. Who are you? Right. And, then, and then the demon said it jumped at them, and it, 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 it beat them so bad that they left the house naked and bleeding. I'm, right. I'm, I'm how, sorry, but if how a demon, scary would that be? I know yeah. if a demon you know? just beat you up so bad that you you lost your clothes somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna smack you so yeah. bad. I'm gonna smack the pants off you. I mean that. That's it's, what like, they did. it's like an episode of Cops. Whenever they got the guy in the handcuffs, somehow his pants are always down around his ankles. Like how does that happen? Like how how are you in such a you know, you're always watching Cops. You see that smudge on the on the video. You're yeah. having to bleep out all yeah. the nudity. But like you said, I mean, yeah. speaking about spooky stories and you hear all these things, but hey. That was in the Bible. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Or, that happened. Yeah, you know, just think how if you were the the person that got and you witnessed it, yeah. witnessed it, or, yeah. or, or or just any supernatural event involving anything that's out of the ordinary, how that would have freaked you out. I mean, how many times do we hear God saying, "Fear not, fear not, fear not"? A lot of that's in the resting in Christ, but a lot of times it's because <laughs> people are <laughs> freaking out. Well, and and also sort of in the your reading of the Scripture, some of that stuff we kind of gloss over it, and I don't know. You know, like after Jesus was crucified, right here. So, 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 read it just in passing. The way that, like, because you know, we're so focused on the death of Jesus, and we, we, you know, we've always, at least for me, I've always thought, like, you know, you, you, they start talking about, well, the curtain in the temple tore. These things happen, but you just, to me, it was always just like, wow, Jesus died. But if you really stop and it, and it, you know, examine the text, let's see what it says. Okay, we're starting in Matthew. Chapter 27, starting at verse 50. And we read, 
And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. <clears throat> when the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. <laughs> that's a terrible John Wayne. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the best I could do. But that's his only, you know, his only line in the, in the, in the greatest story ever told. You know, or he's got the last line in the movie. True. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my notes here on this whole yeah. uh, zombies appearing after Jesus died. I mean, right. that's what we just read, right? Yeah. So read read that again. Read, so so the other tombs were open. What happened? So read it. Just just that line. The tombs also were opened. Okay. So. So the tombs, so after Jesus died, tombs. Yeah, I know. I mean, how long have they been there? Plural. Yeah. Right. Not just one tomb. Tombs start not just o- two tombs. Tombs started opening up, and then what happened? Uh, and many bodies <laughs> of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, oh, after his resurrection. Right. Okay, so this is after Jesus came back. Okay. They went into the holy city and appeared to many. Okay. Now, so, so, so they went into town. So, the, so these, these dead bodies <laughs> came out of the tombs and went into town. Can you make, imagine if you were just like a... Just, <laughs> but it makes you wonder, <laughs> if, if Jesus was rose and he was perfect right. body, where are they? I don't think so, because Lazarus went because he died twice, right? No, but I mean, when he says, I mean, yeah. because maybe it, I mean, yeah, you would have thought I, it would have had a more and, of account of right. detail. Maybe, you know what I mean? Didn't, maybe they didn't appear all, you know, ghoulish, but at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like, hey, is that Jimmy? Like, yeah. Jimmy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, thought you, we, we buried you, man. <laughs> Here's, there's like, there's you like, fell off that cliff, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like an a, a, a old ancient Jerusalem equivalent of piano right. in the corner of this saloon that's there. You know, ding, 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 and all of a sudden a guy bursts through, drinks from me! Right, you know. <laughs> I'm back, baby! Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but it, mu- it must have been utterly, uh, you know, shocking and crazy just to, to the people, because, I mean, you know, I'm sure there were people in that city that had nothing to do with the fact that Jesus was crucified. They didn't go mm-hmm. to see his trial. They mm-hmm. didn't do anything. It's just, you know, I'm a fishmonger or whatever. Right. I, I I work selling donkeys, man. I don't I don't have anything to do with this. And then to see people that you know that are dead come into town. I mean, it must have just been just, man. I just just yeah. think about it. Yeah, I'm gonna Trap look at my mind around it. I'm gonna look at my notes here and see if there's anything that they flesh out in this study Bible that I have here on this verse because I, I I gotta know. Um, and, and so I haven't looked at this before, so this is straight up just, you know, looking into it. Let's see. Um, the destruction of the temple's veil and the resurrection of the dead also point forward to the end. Well, come on. Uh, bodies of the saints coming out. Their resurrection demonstrated the purpose of Christ's death to bring eternal life to those doomed to die. Uh, okay. I mean, we kind of know that. But I, I wish they told me more. Well, I guess the cool thing is, well, see, here we go. This whole passage, or this whole part of Scripture, is not meant to have us focused on zombies. That's right. The yeah, whole, the whole, right. Yeah. But we just, I just ran past that Jesus rose from the dead yep. like it was no big deal, yep. and all of a sudden I'm fixated and I'm, I'm latching on to the fact that there are zombies in the we city. We were more worried about the dead people coming to life than Jesus coming And that is, ooh, devil, you're so, ooh. I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's, that, that's a, you know, and we do that with all, with 
We do that with Christianity, period. Mm -hmm. We'll get so caught up in all, not that it's not important, not that, the, not that every word of Scripture is important, but we'll put the most awesome part of the whole story that Jesus rose from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sins has been gifted to sinners, and we'll run with something else. That's what we, in real time, that just happened just now. Right, sure. Wow. But it's still, it's still cool to, to, you know, that's going to be one of those things I'm going to ask. And as I've said, I mean, like, as I have read that verse many times, you know, through the years, I was always, like I said, at the beginning, you know, I, I'm so trying to focus on, you know, well, it talks about Jesus' death and, right, and, and right. I guess his eventual resurrection. But at the same time, there's other aspects of the verse that give us pause for thought. But you're right. The true focus of it is and always has been and should be exactly what it says in there that, you know, Jesus died and then he came back. Mm -hmm. I still, you know? I, I, maybe if for the sole reason, because, you know, yes, saving faith is enough, but God in his grace also gives so many reasonable reasons to believe the truth claims of Christianity. For the simple fact that, you know, oh yeah, here's all these dead people who are now alive. Don't tell me Jesus coming back, it doesn't mean something. So there's something you can pull from there. The fact that Jesus came back and stuck around for a while to appear to many, to talk to many, to eat with many. That's, to me, I'm, I, I love to eat. I'm thrilled that, you know, post-resurrection Jesus is, is eating a fish supper with his uh, buddies. Yeah. Because that means that, you know, we have the capability to eat afterwards, I'm assuming, right? I find it really interesting when Jesus came back to life and he was walking around and stuff like that and even hanging with, and, and the disciples didn't recognize him. Yeah. So what's up with that? Was it because it was purposefully veiled to them or was Jesus in his glorified state, post-resurrection state, that much different? Well, it had to have been that much different from... Or maybe, maybe it was a test. He was testing them to see how they would act. Well, you know how Thomas would act. He, he wouldn't believe it until yeah, he, he touched Jesus. Doubt Thomas, yep. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, hey, he touched and he believed. Yeah. But in, in all of this, you may have been sitting there wondering, why in the world did we start this episode off with talking about spooky stuff on a, on a what's supposed to be and, a... And not one mention of Scooby-Doo the whole time until now. I mean... For real. <laughs> Hey, those jinkies. Those those monsters, they were they were very well drawn, and the laughs of them <laughs> creeped, creeped me out as a kid. It was, they were all, it was always a human in a suit, though, wasn't it? Well, yeah. they had some like or shady, a hologram or something, shady real estate deals, and you yeah. know, what I mean, yeah. or a hologram like coming from a film projector yeah. or something, or some guy that couldn't pay the taxes on his crummy amusement park and <laughs> needed to like unload it for a cheap, you know, to teach us all. That the real monsters are not ones that we make up in our mind, but they're from within. That's right. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that was heavy. Ah. Yeah. That was heavy. You meddling kids. <laughs> we could have gotten away from it, too. But uh, no, one of the things that I wanted to bring up using this, do we still have time? Yeah, we got time. Okay. Uh, is maybe you're like me. And, and guys chime in and, 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 and say if you've ever felt this way. I know that I believe I, I know that I'm, I'm banking on the person and work of Jesus Christ for my forgiveness of sins. I have faith in Christ that he died for me, and then I'm reconciled with God. But why do I still sin? Like, if I'm, if I'm saved, if, I, if I'm dead to sin and alive to Christ, should I be concerned that I concerned on a relationship level with God that I still sin? 
I mean, I'm supposed to be dead to that, right? How do, how do I reconcile the fact that I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm not living like Christ? Yeah, That's a problem, well, right? Well, you still sin because you're a terrible person. We all are. But we have some salvation through Christ, and hopefully we endeavor every day to try to walk in his footsteps as right. best we can. Now, we'll always fall short. That's yes. why we need his salvation. But, That's, yeah. but, but you know, we're made in God's image, and we have the capability to be good or bad, and we have free will. And we choose, because we have the glory of Christ and grace of Christ in our lives, we choose to try to do the right thing. And again, we don't always choose wisely, you know, but... Chose poorly. Yeah, that's right. But we try to do good. You know, we try to do right and, you know, and hopefully ask for forgiveness when we stumble. John, have you ever felt that way? Yes. I'll, yeah, of course I have. Like I get mean, frustrated, like... Yeah, like, oh, I've done it again, you yeah. know, things like that, you know, and, you, and, you, and it just plays in your mind, and I think it's a... As you're standing there with the pantyhose over your head and the sack of money with the dollar sign on it, and, you know, the, you know, the crowbar and, you know, the, the burglar kit, and you're like, I've done it again. <laughs> Call your... <laughs> refer to yourself as a member of the sticky bandits, right. wet bandits. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the good news is, well, this, may, this isn't the, the good news, but... Paul struggled with this too. And if, read through the entire chapter of Romans 7. As a matter of fact, read all the verses around Romans 7. It's really good stuff. But Romans 7, in Romans chapter 7 specifically, uh, I want to get down to verse um, da, 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 7. This is Paul like just, just laying himself out here. He's saying, what, shall we say, what then shall we say that the law is sin by no means? Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. Uh, and skip a few verses down to 13. He says, Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means it was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law. That it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin." There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Amen. Amen, indeed. Even Romans 3.23 reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right. That's right. And so Paul is struggling with this. And see, a lot of people try to make this as, oh, this is, this is young Christian Paul talking here. It's like, no, this is Romans. This is seasoned Christian Paul. 
And he's not talking about past self. He's talking about present self, you know, his present struggle in the faith. You know, I don't do, and he's like laying himself out there. He like, you know, I keep doing stuff that I don't want to do. And, and, you know, who is going to deliver me from this body of death? And it's, you can definitely see right here, this, this is two separate Pauls, not, not schizophrenic. It's two natures that Paul is wrestling with. Right. You know, there's it's a struggle that is within all of us. Right. 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 I mean, it's an everyday struggle. Right. You know, you're struggling every day with sin. Thank God for his forgiveness. That's right. right. It's why we're so desperately needed. And so in that way, you know, Paul said right there, there is no condemnation. So in Christ, in relationship with God, I'm free, I'm reconciled. God no longer sees sinner Zach. He sees righteous Christ when he sees me as, as far as his, you know, in, in what, he's, what has been counted in my place. But yet there's still that, as long as I live, there's still that sin nature. The good news is, is that that is what's no longer being counted in my place because that nature in me has already been counted and imputed to Christ, who he died with on the cross. Back to the, for I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Even David back in Psalms says, enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. Psalms 143.2. And then in the very next uh, uh, verse, he says, let your good spirit lead me on level ground for your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life in your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. So he's appealing to the righteousness of, of God, and he's also admitting that, you know, no one is righteous before you. And there's so many other verses like Paul talking to Timothy that, you know, he says, you know, I'm the foremost of sinners. You know, that's present day Paul. And he says, but, you know, I received mercy for this reason that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. So Paul is basically saying here is like, look, if, if I have been given the righteousness of Christ, then, you know, you have hope that you have right. it too. Exactly. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, and I can imagine if I'm the devil and if I'm using tactics to bring Paul down, I'm going to be like, you killed Stephen. Clap, 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 clap. I mean, he was over, I mean, he drug people at, well, he or oversaw the persecution and execution of Christians for a yeah. long time when he mm-hmm. was Saul. And then to go from that to being the front man for Christianity, for the gospel, to, yeah. me, to me, that's just all God. No, of, yeah, course, of course, it is. I mean, God. God doesn't use like the the mightiest man around sometimes, or the strongest. Like uh, when uh, Samuel picked David, yeah. all the mighty men of valor, his brothers, and all that stuff. You know, right? And he he used the the, the meekest and right. the lowest of them all, yeah, all the brothers. Shepherd, yeah, yep, a shepherd. Yeah. Who's who was happened to be his grandson. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. the meekest of all, the, mm-hmm. the servant who came to serve, who also happened to be you know, the suffering servant, the Lamb of God. Uh, God is so on purpose yeah. <laughs> so much stuff. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is... So the term here is simul justus et peccator, which basically means simultaneously just and sinner. Well, and now that Latin has reared its head into the conversation, I think that's about time for us to wrap it up for this week. (laughs) But I think that we've had a lot to think about and a lot to hopefully let the folks listening 
uh, think about and talk about and give them something to chew on for their as they go on their daily walk. But uh, we'll be back again soon with another scintillating round of topics. Right, Zach? Absolutely. We'll come up <laughs> with something. Postscript. Christians yeah. were accused of being zombies. Right. Early on, because they, 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 they accused them of being cannibals that fed on the flesh. Yeah. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, and we hope to meet you again next time. That's right. And we've got some future things coming up. Again, if, if it's your first time joining us, we've got some interviews that we're going to conduct before too much longer. We've got some topics to talk about, like why we do certain things at our church, like why do we take communion, why do we you know, uh, engage in baptism and those sorts of things. And we'll try to delve into all of those topics uh, as we progress. But thanks a lot. And we'll be back again. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also we are on the church website there's an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's familylifechurchswanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the track came a hobo hiking. And he said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains. So come with me, we'll go. This was the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia.